The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Great Detective. The Green Hornet strikes again. Interesting book is an ideal form of relief from torpedo tension and convoy fatigue. The American Merchant Marine Library Association needs 100,000 books right now for the men that man America's fleet of victory ships. They request that all books be wrapped and clearly marked books and sent to them. Most urgently needed are novels, westerns, and biographies, while the demand for subjects such as the war and post-war planning are on a steady increase. Mail your books for Seaman today to Merchant Marine Library, New York 6, New York. And if you live west of the Mississippi, to Merchant Marine Library, San Francisco 11, California. Mail your books today. And now, The Green Hornet. looked up as a well-built, pleasant-looking man approached the switchboard at the Daily Sentinel. Daily Sentinel? Just a moment, please. May I help you, sir? I'd like to talk to the city editor. Yes, sir. May I have your name? My name is Perry. Oliver Perry. Oliver Perry? Oh, yes, sir. Just a moment. Mr. Oliver Perry is here to see you, Mr. Gunnigan. Oliver Perry, did you say? Yes, sir. Have him come right in. Go right in, Mr. Perry. The city room's through that door. Thanks a lot. Daily Sentinel. Oh, hello, Jenny. Listen, who do you think just came in? Oliver Perry. What? Why, why I thought everybody knew about him. People talk about what he's done from coast to coast. Yeah, he's the country's greatest detective. Say, have you read about the Nazis' latest move? Yeah. But say, what do you think about Oliver Perry solving that New York murder case? I don't see how he did it. He's a wonder. Do 
think Japan's sincere when she says she wants to keep the peace? Uh, it's hard to tell. Oh, uh, by the way, I noticed that Oliver Perry's cleared up that Hollywood kidnapping case. Oh, believe me, that man sure knows his stuff. Heavens, Millie, do you have to drive so fast? To tell the truth, I'm scared to death of being stopped by that awful auto bandit. The police should do something. Oh, don't you read the newspapers? Something has been done. The auto bandit's been caught by Oliver Perry. Well, have a chair, Mr. Perry. Thank you. Now, uh, what can we do for you? I have a little time to spend in your city, and so I decided I could use a certain reward which is offered by your newspaper. If the offer is still open. Reward? Yes, the uh, 25000 for the capture of the Green Hornet. Say, this will rate a headline. Oliver Perry hunts Green Hornet. <laughs> You'll get the reward all right. Now, uh, hold on. I, I don't want any publicity on it just yet. Time enough for that if and when I catch the Hornet. Okay, Mr. Perry. Of course, it goes without saying. The Sentinel gets the exclusive story from you on the capture. <laughs> he isn't caught yet, Mr. Gunnigan. Yes, I know. But I hear that you do a lot of research and always have a particular suspect in mind when you go in a case. Say, by the way, do you suspect any certain one as being the Hornet? The conclusions I drew from my research pointed to one of two people, Mr. Gunnigan. I, uh... I might say now, though, that it's narrowed down to one. Yes, I definitely suspect a certain person. Holy mackerel, who do you think is You the... really don't think I'd tell that to anyone, do you? No, no, I suppose not. Well, I'll assign a reporter to help you. Ed Lowry is one of our best. That won't be necessary. I can... Well, on second thought, he might be able to help me out with information from time to time. I'm stopping at the Midtown Hotel. Have him come there this afternoon about three. Okay, Mr. Perry. <laughs> As I see it, the Green Hornet is about to meet his match at last. Rip Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel alighted from a cab and crossed the walk to the Sentinel building. He met Ed Lowry coming out the open door. Hello, Ed. Where are you heading for? Oh, hi, boss. Oh, I got a couple of things to do, and then I'm going to the Midtown Hotel to help Oliver Perry on a big case. Oliver Perry, the famous detective? Right, and wait till you hear what's cooking. The scoop of the year it is, boss, that's what. <laughs> and it's one scoop, though, that's going to cost the Sentinel a lot of dough. Cost the Sentinel dough? Oh, come, Ed. Well, boss, you can get ready to fork over 25,000 smackers because Perry's out to run down the Green Hornet himself. After leaving the Sentinel office, Oliver Perry returned to his hotel room. There, he was talking to an assistant whom he hadn't mentioned to Mr. Gunnigan. Well, Jack, I've set the stage by a visit to the city editor of the Daily Sentinel. You think he'll keep his mouth shut like you told him to? Outside of the reporter he's assigned to assist me, I think he'll keep quiet in hopes of getting a scoop for the paper. We made a bargain along those lines. Why do you need that reporter, Chief? How can he help? Oh, he'll be a sort of a, a contact man between us and the Sentinel. You know what I mean? Yeah, not a bad idea at that. The reporter and the city editor will be the only ones knowing what I intend to do. Now, let's check over this data to be certain we've missed nothing. Also, I'll add to it the notes I made while going through the file to the Sentinel today. According to what you've got there, Chief, the Hornet's methods always follow a certain pattern. That's right. I've concluded we're up against a very clever man, Jack. 
I'm going to exert every ounce of strength and ability in running down this guy who calls himself the Green Hornet. Meantime, Britt Reed found it impossible to concentrate on his work. Finally, he leaned back in his chair and vacantly stared at his desk while certain thoughts raced through his mind. From what I know of that guy, Perry, he doesn't rush into a case unless he's gathered a lot of dope beforehand. That makes it more or less of a sure thing. If he's done a lot of research on the Hornet cases, he may already be on the right track to disclose the identity of the Green Hornet. Gosh, I can almost hear them shouting the headlines. This thing make me jittery. It's one thing I can't allow now. I'll call Cato on the private line and promote a little action at least. Miss uh, Britt Reed's apartment? Cato. Do you know Oliver Perry, the detective, if you saw him? Oh, you, Mr. Britt? Yes, I see his picture often in papers. I not forget faces. And that's what I was counting on. Listen, Perry's stopping in the Midtown Hotel. Go down there and watch for him. If he goes out, trail him. Mr. Perry work on case Green Hornet need to solve? You said it. Perry's after the Green Hornet himself, and he's no sludge when it comes to sleuthing. Oh, he one hound that bay a little too close for comfort, perhaps. Right. In this case, the fox will have to find a way to bite the hound, but good. I read article in magazine which say Perry never go on case without plenty of facts which point to guilty one. Cheerful little earful you're handing me, Cato, but you've hit the nail right on the head. He's not going into this unprepared by a long shot. You think of plan, Mr. Britt? I'm thinking, but the plan will have to come later. Anyway, I'll wait for him to make the first move. So that's why I want you to keep tabs on him. I get down there plenty fast. Right away, Mr. Britt. Good. Call me when you find out anything. Yes, sir. See you later, Cato. Goodbye. Goodbye. Meantime, Ed Lowry arrived at the door of Oliver Perry's room. Hearing his knock, Perry sent his assistant, Jack, into an adjoining room so that he could talk to the reporter alone. Oh, hi, Mr. Perry. Here I am. Come right in, Mr. Lowry. Come in. Yes. Let me take your hat and coat. Thank you. Find a chair and make yourself comfortable. Thank you. This one will do right here. <laughs> you know, you don't look like I thought big shot detectives do look. <laughs> That's so? Yeah. I've heard real detectives went around with a magnifying glass and looked for clues and stuff. <laughs> I'm not up to all that, I guess, Lowry. Actually, I do a great deal of paperwork, research and all that sort of thing. For instance, I've got notes on the various cases in which the Green Hornet's been involved. I've learned a lot from them. Well, what do you know? But believe me, Mr. Perry, that Hornet's not going to be a cinch to grab off. He's a tough egg and a darn smart one. So I understand. By the way, I hope you haven't told anyone I'm hunting the Hornet. Well, no, nobody but the big boss. Big boss? Yeah, the publisher of the Daily Sentinel, Britt Reed. <laughs> He's the guy who'll pay out that dough if you catch the Hornet, you know. Oh, I see. I suppose Reed's the old 
crabby type of boss, huh? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, Mr. Reed's just about your build and the youngest publisher in the game. Why, he'd be a cinch for a fullback on anybody's football team, that guy. Keeps himself in trim, huh? The, uh, athletic type, maybe? And how. He's a swell guy, the boss. Plenty of dough, high society and all that. But a regular guy. Well, that's interesting. Young, husky, owner of a newspaper through which he can get inside dope on what's taking place. Plenty of money. And probably plenty of time on his hands, too. Yeah, that's just about it. Mm-hmm. And he's no lily, either. When the boss gets to fighting rackets or graft or something, he goes all the way out in his editorials. Yes, Reed's plenty smart. You can take it from me. I believe you, Lowry. I'm sure he's very smart. <laughs> well, when do we start detecting for the Hornet? Oh, I have a little more groundwork to cover before I need your help. You might fool me tonight if it's convenient. Oh, okay, Mr. Perry. That offer now? Yes. Thanks for coming. Well, I guess I'll scram then. I'll get my hat and coat here. Thank you. I'll call you tonight. So long. Goodbye, Lowry. Okay, Jack. He's gone. You can come in now. Did you learn what you expected to from the reporter? I sure did, Jack. Plenty. I want to go over my notes for a minute. Now, according to this data, the Hornet always uses a very distinctive high-powered car of unusual design. Also a unique gun which shoots gas. So what? Proving he's above the average in intelligence. Somewhat scientific turn of mind. Also, as we discovered, he's often taken big sums of money from other crooks. Then within a day or two of the crime, exactly the same sum has been anonymously donated to some charity. You think the Hornet gave the money away then? Yeah. That shows he's a man of means, therefore not in need of money. Then again, he leaves identifying Hornet seals at the scene of each crime. A bit of bravado, as Dr. Watson might say. Right, Dr. Watson. (laughs) We also noted that each crime has been scooped by the Sentinel which led us to believe someone in that paper must be in contact with the Hornet. Yeah, and the Sentinel's the only paper offering a reward for the Hornet. 25,000 bucks, which is a lot of dough. That might be an act of bravado on the part of an official of the paper, Jack. That reporter told Reed, the uh, Sentinel publisher, what I'm after, as I knew either he or Mr. Gunnigan would. Did you happen to overhear our conversation about Lowry's boss, Britt Reed? I heard you egging him on, though I don't see why... Say, do you mean you suspect... Jack... I suspected the Green Hornet could be either Gunnigan or Reed. I got a look at Gunnigan, and he's definitely out. But after pumping Lowry about his boss with good results, my suspicion now points strongly at Britt Reed himself as the Green Hornet. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Today, the home front battle against rising food prices is almost won. But this battle is by no means over. The danger of inflation continues as great as ever. There's a ceiling price for almost every food we buy, and these prices are posted in food stores all over the country. They were put there for a good reason. Unless grocer and housewife work together to maintain price ceilings, food prices will skyrocket and inflation will inevitably follow. Remember, the danger of a runaway price rise will not cease with the defeat of Germany. So abide by the rules so we can continue to keep food prices down and help ensure a stable and prosperous America when the war is won. And now, back to the Green Hornet. (laughs) 
unaware that by his research and deductions, Oliver Perry was hitting close to the truth, Britt Reed stood talking to Gunnigan in the city room when Lowry came in. Oh, hi, boss. Oh, hello, Gunnigan. Hi. Well, Ed, how do you like detecting? Oh, <laughs> nothing to it, boss. You just do a lot of figuring and then go out and bring in your criminal. Did Perry tell you that, Lowry? Oh, he didn't tell me much of anything. In fact, most of the time I was there, we talked about you, boss. About me? Yeah. Perry was sure interested to know all about you. And believe me, I sure gave you a big build-up. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope he was satisfied with what you told him, eh? Yeah, he ate it up. Well, he couldn't have shown more interest if I'd been giving him inside dope on the Hornet himself. Oh, I see. Did you volunteer this information, Ed? Oh, no, no. Come to think of it, he sort of drew it out of me. But it was all good, boss, so don't worry. Well, thanks for the tip, Ed. Well, tip? The tip not to worry. I'll try to follow it. <laughs> Listen to him, Gunnigan. <laughs> a guy who doesn't have a worry in the world. <laughs> That's a hot one. I'll take over <laughs> your worries anytime, Chief. <laughs> well, who can tell? You might take over something you didn't bargain for, Gunnigan. <laughs> well, I'll be getting upstairs in my office. Okay, boss. <laughs> and I'll let you know when uh, Perry catches up with the Hornet. Thanks, Ed. That's one woman I'm waiting for. And how. Britt Reed returned to his own office and sat at his desk thinking over what Lowry had said. That guy Perry sure getting hot. No one has any doubt that he won't succeed. You ask me, boss. The Hornet's the one that's going to need the luck with Oliver Perry on the prowl. He always gets his man, you know. He always gets his man, they say. I read an article in magazine which say Perry never go on case without plenty of facts which point to guilty one. And he gathers enough facts so as to be sure of himself. I wonder what his facts he has at this time. Perry sure was interested to know all about you. He couldn't have shown more interest if I'd been giving him inside dope on the Hornet himself. Little did Lowry know that he was giving Perry just that. Perry purposely pumped him about me. That means only one thing. Perry definitely suspects me. Oh, well, no use letting it get me. There's bound to be a showdown, and soon... I've got to keep my nerves steady to meet it. From here on, it's Perry or the Green Hornet. A short time later, Oliver Perry, who had left his hotel for a while, returned to his room where his assistant, Jack, was waiting. Following a previously discussed plan, Jack put in a call to Britt Reed at the Sentinel. You the big boss? I'm the publisher of the Daily Sun. And you're the guy I want to talk to. Is that offer still good for the capture of the Hornet? Yes. Yes, of course. Why? Then listen, buddy, I got a tip for you. The Green Hornet's going to stick up Big Boy Lewis at his roadhouse on East Highway. Tonight at 9 o'clock. Well, how do you know that? Who are you? I just know that's all. And if that Hornet gets hooked, I'll be around. Don't worry. So long. Hold on. Wait a minute. Tip about the Hornet, huh? That's... Oh, sorry I took so long, Mr. Britt. Hello, Cato. What did you find out, if anything? I watched for Mr. Perry. He come out of hotel, take taxi to Lewis's roadhouse on East Highway. I follow. Then he leave there and come back to hotel. I come right here, then. Oh, so that's it. Well, what do you mean? Cato, someone just called and tipped me off that Hornet was to pull a hold up at Lewis' place at nine tonight. Oh, it seemed like trap set by detective. Exactly. If I don't go, his suspicions will be more or less confirmed. If I do go, he'll have a trap set. That sounds like you think he already suspect you. He does suspect me, Cato. 
I'm sure of that from something Lowry said. But Perry doesn't know that I have any such idea. He wouldn't waste his time here on a hit-or-miss hunt for the Hornet. He came here with a definite suspect in mind. Shades of ancestors. Well, what we do, Mr. Britt? Lowry, Lowry told him I knew of his mission. Therefore, he'll expect me as Britt Reed to phone about the tip and notify the police, which would be the normal thing to do. Will he not know you realize it'd be trapped, perhaps? No. And in that case, he'd figure if I am the Hornet, I'll probably go to out to protect my honor. His research would have shown him that the Hornet always did that in the past. Then if Hornet not show up... His suspicions would be confirmed, Cato. Well, I'll first do my duty as Brett Reed. After that, the Hornet will make plans. I'll phone P Perry and the police right now. Mr. Reed, the publisher. I've been hoping to meet you. Yes. I'm calling to tell you we had a tip that the Green Hornet would be at the Lewis Roadhouse at 9 tonight. I've already let the police know. Hmm, I see. Thanks for the tip, Mr. Reed. Too bad the police have to be in on it, too. That's the usual thing to call them in such a case, don't you think? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, uh, I have an idea, Mr. Reed. Yes? How would you like to have me pick you up and take you out there with me? After all, you, as the publisher of the Sentinel and the one offering the reward, uh, must be very much interested in seeing the Hornet captured. Say, that's a good idea, Mr. Perry. I'd like to go with you. I'll be waiting for you in front of the Sentinel building. Fine. Uh, I'll be seeing you, Mr. Reed, in front of the Sentinel building in about 20 minutes. Thanks, Mr. Perry. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, Jack, that was Reed himself. I'll have him right where I can watch him tonight. I'll bet you odds that because he will be with me... The Green Hornet won't show up. Looks like he's really cornered Reed. But suppose while Reed's with you, the Hornet does show up. Jack, I'm staking all my ability at deduction on the fact that Britt Reed is the Hornet. If it turns out he isn't, and the Hornet shows up as proof of that fact, well, I'll admit I'm licked and give up the hunt. After a brief discussion with Britt Reed... Cato left the office and returned to Reed's apartment, intent upon carrying out a plan which Britt Reed had outlined to him. Meanwhile, at the appointed time, Oliver Perry stopped for Britt Reed, and the two men started out the river road in Perry's car, headed for the roadhouse. You really think the Hornet will make an appearance tonight, Mr. Reed? Well, one never knows about the Green Hornet, Mr. Perry. No, but one can suspect, or make a guess. <laughs> I presume you suspect rather than guess. That's the nature of a detective, Mr. Reed. But I never suspect without good cause. So I've heard. You build up quite a reputation for yourself, Mr. Perry. Thank you. I always build up a case after I get facts that point to a definite suspect. I see. Then you suspect a certain person of being the Hornet, no doubt. That's right. If it turns out that I'm wrong, I don't intend to pursue the case any further. But I hope for success. Of course. Yeah, that car behind us is closing up pretty fast, I notice. Yeah, some speed demon, no doubt. I'll have to give him plenty of room. This road isn't too wide along here. Hey, what is this? He's crowding us over. Look, he's masked. Must be the Green Hornet. Maybe. Whoever he is, we're being crowded off the road. If I didn't have my hands on this wheel, I'd take You'll my gun. You'll You better stop. Nothing left to do. We'll, we'll stop. He's coming. Get your gun out. I don't carry one. I'll shoot him down before he can get... Holy smoke, my gun's gone. Quick, look around. It must have slipped out of your pocket. If I don't find it, I'll be certain that my suspicions are... can't sit here like this. He's coming. I'll get out and tackle him. Come on, Perry. Hurry. Reed, come back here. I know that you're... 
Perry, Perry, I've got him. Hit me hard. Make it a real fight. Uh, I'm not like to, but... Hurry, hurry. Put this gun on the car floor. Use the gas gun on me, then leave and go to his hotel room and do what I told you to do. Gas me quick. It's my only chance. Quick. Perry, he's got me. Do something. Hurry. I found the gun. I'm coming. Hey, take this, mug. Leave now. Yes, I... Reed. Reed, if you can. Great Scott. Reed's not faking. He's out cold. That could have been the real hornet at that. Hey, stop! Stop! Stop, I say! Now, it's no use. I guess he's getting away. The mask. That special built car. The gas gun he used on Reed. It could have been the Hornet. Yet I'm still not sure. I told Jack to go on out to the roadhouse. But I think I'll take Reed to my hotel room. I'm still not satisfied that he's not tied up in this some way. After leaving the scene of his fake battle with Britt Reed, Cato took another route and doubled back to town at a fast clip in the Black Beauty. Meanwhile, Perry lifted the seemingly unconscious Reed into his car and returned to his hotel. By the time they arrived, Britt Reed had regained consciousness, though he still acted a bit groggy. Soon he was resting in a lounge chair in Perry's hotel room. Well, I, I've often heard of the effects of the Hornet's gas gun. You seem to have felt the effects of it, Reed. Yet I'm still wondering if... What were you going to say, Perry? Perhaps I'll tell you after I read this telegram. My assistant must have opened it and left it here in my desk. Good news, I hope. No routine business in a way. The trial of a big racketeer has been moved up. They want me to return to the coast as witness. I'm not so sure that I... Great Scott. What's the matter? This envelope. It must have been lying under the open telegram. I just noticed it. It has a seal on it. The seal of the Green Hornet. Holy smoke. I'll open it. What? Listen to this. It's a printed note. Sorry you was out when I called. Took all your notes about me so as I could read them for a laugh. I'm laughing already, mister, when I know you're way off the track chasing the wrong guy. Maybe you ain't so smart at that. What do you think? Well, I'll be... Why, he must have come out here while we were on the way to the roadhouse and before he stopped us on the pike. Yes. Yes, I guess you're right, Mr. Reed. What does he mean when he says you are cashing the wrong guy? Did you really make a mistake by suspecting someone who isn't the Hornet? I think I told you I had a definite suspect in mind. But this convinces me he couldn't have been the Green Hornet. That criminal is yet to be caught. Well, what are you going to do, Mr. Perry? I'm going to the coast as requested by this telegram. Perhaps someday... I'll come back and pursue my hunt for the Green Hornet. Well, Mr. Perry, I, I guess all I can say to that is better luck next time. That's the last stream, paper! Rick Reed attacked by Green Hornet. Oliver Perry rescues young publisher. Read all about it. Green Hornet still at large. That's the luxury. Take The work of the Junior Red Cross is ever increasing. 
and its importance cannot be emphasized too much. By means of voluntary contributions and money-raising campaigns, the Junior Red Cross has established and maintains the National Children's Fund. This fund helps to meet the emergency needs of boys and girls throughout the world. Children should have their school teachers call the local Red Cross chapter. Teachers will be given complete information and may then enroll the youngsters of America as members of the Junior Red Cross. Mothers and fathers are urged to cooperate wholeheartedly with the schools of America to help make this the biggest year yet for the Junior Red Cross. Joining this organization is the best way for your children to help the country's war effort. You may obtain further information at your local Red Cross chapter. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambaugh speaking. This is the Blue Network.